Hello everybody and welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia and I'm joined this week once again by my Swedish co-host Christina Alexanderson. Christina, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited about this week's show, not only to talk about portraits with you, but because it's our last uh, themed episode of the year. Yeah. <laughs> which is, we, we made it. <laughs> it's so strange when we talked in, before this, before we started recording I kind of felt the pressure to actually make it happen this week. <laughs> Will it work? <laughs> Is that just because you weren't photographing very much or what what was uh, the where did the pressure come from? Yeah, but I haven't done any we have had this we have a around I would say a, about 10 hours sun this month. So finding the spot where I'm off work uh, available with my my lens that do macro and with toys that's three things that doesn't happen that often (laughs) and especially not in November so and feeling that we have done this for a year I never thought when we when I suggested to you when you interviewed me for the podcast that we ought to do this show where we talk about photography where you and I can talk about pictures or images I never thought we would do a whole year that we would have come this far because Mm -hmm. it was just an an idea and I thought we'll do a couple of of shows and then we'll be finished with this and I'll go on doing something else (laughs) (laughs) well how are you feeling about the looking back at the year of of themed episodes do you do you want to move on to something else are you you excited for next year and next year's themes I'm kind of excited actually because even though I don't do much toy photography the things I do for this podcast I think is really fun and uh, and for this episode I actually went out on a loop and thought I'll do this homage that I've tried before and I'll do it again and um, I'm more pleased with the, the result this time <laughs> than I was the, the time before so oh good uh, and I think it's fun I think it's fun to uh, kind of I think I love talking about images. I really love talking about photography and doing that in this context makes it's fun. It's fun to do it with you and it's fun to see where where we actually end up. And I think uh, you challenge me to do still do toy photography. And I think Hmm. in some extent, I challenge you to think Mm -hmm. more around your pictures than you may have you done in another context so so for me it's really fun what about you how do you feel have you done a lot of photography and how do you feel for doing this for a year um my november didn't have much toy photography either i just had a lot a lot going on with work was really busy and i had some personal stuff going on so i didn't have as much time to to do photography as i wanted looking at my my feed i've got mostly like posts announcing the podcast episodes and then like a couple photos peppered in so uh so november was a weird month for me but I'm happy that uh we're getting that now we're in December December is one of my favorite months of the year uh I love getting in the Christmas spirit my birthday's coming up uh just December is really great and I've got a lot of fun uh, Christmas themed ideas in my head for photography so I'm excited for December uh looking back at the year I'm so happy with the output of episodes just in total for the podcast that we've had but then also these themed episodes when I started the podcast, these weren't on the radar at all, as you pointed out. You suggested these to me after we did your interview, and I was like, yeah, sure, let's let's do it. This sounds fun, uh, <laughs> even though you and I really didn't know each other very well, and uh, I didn't feel super confident in my photography at the time. But doing this for a year has made me more confident and more... It, it It's made me feel more intentional through my photography, and like I have a, a better handle on, on what stories I'm trying to tell and the the moods I'm trying to convey I guess I'm just more in tune with my photography than I was before we started doing this and and a lot of that has to do with you um, talking to me through my images and and hearing your interpretations has really opened my eyes and and made me think in a new way even when I'm taking the shots so I think this I think that you can definitely see a through line between when we started doing these episodes and what my photography was then to, to now and how my photography has grown over the year. So I want to thank you, especially for the 
the help that you've given me in that respect and and talking me through my images and helping me grow as a, photo- a oh. photographer so thank you because, but i think i have this idea that you become a better photographer when you get a when you actually view the images when you actually start looking at the images as a viewer with intention and seeing the photographer as not a person that uh, just hold or is just holding the uh, camera and uh, pressing the button but doing this with an intention actually having mm-hmm. an idea behind the if, image and i think you have to actually look at the pictures in a different way than just uh, the way we usually do online when we click on like or we just say that's a good image because when mm-hmm. you actually look at them you see new stuff and you start to think differently on your own work when you do them you start to look at them in a different context just doing the work yeah and I think before this too I've been doing toy photography now for five years I think and I think before this year I always just thought of it as its own little fun thing I didn't I I never saw myself as a photographer I guess Um, but this year I think now I do now that I've I've done this for a year and we've talked through these images and done these themes I I think of my work differently and I think of toy photography in general differently and I find that now when I'm not only looking at my work but looking at other people's work I see the the photographic value I guess in it or or you know, I, I don't mean to say that I didn't appreciate toy photography before. I hope that's not what is coming through here. But as, I guess I just appreciate toy photography more now because it is just another vehicle in which to express yourself photographically, if if that makes sense. I yeah, I think it does, and and I think I think it's so fun that we all hesitate around the word photographer that we don't want to talk about ourselves as photographers. We mm-hmm. are, I do that all the time when people say to me, ask me if I'm a photographer, I just hesitate and say, mm, no, I'm maybe in one con- in one way I am, but I'm mostly playing around with my toys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that's about? Like, why, why don't we see ourselves as photographers? I... Is, it, is it because of the subject or because, I mean, you do photography that's non-toy related as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I do a lot of photography, but, but, uh. I think uh, I don't make a living on it and I don't try to make a living on it. Uh, that's one uh, way of saying that I'm not a photographer. I'm not, maybe I'm as well skilled, but I'm not living on it. It isn't mm. my profession. That's what I'm saying. Uh, mm. Even though I don't think it ought to make any difference, I don't want to call myself a photographer because those who do that, they seem to be really well skilled very living on it um, and doing this amazing work that everybody appreciate <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> that way <laughs> we can transition into to this month's theme but I just I just wanted to say too thank you to everybody who's listened to these themed episodes throughout the year it has been amazing to see everybody's uh, interpretations of our themes and people that have been joining in and we, we keep seeing the same people again and again uh, and that's been amazing so thank you guys for being on this journey with us as we go through photography and, and talk about our photography together I'm glad that uh, people are listening and enjoying it and you'll be happy to know Christina that I, I've heard from a few people who aren't into toy photography that actually listen to these episodes and enjoy them. So I think that's really cool. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to, to hear that. And I, I also want to say thank you to all of those uh, taking pictures and joining in the themes and posting on them on Instagram, tagging us and saying, look at this, maybe uh, I have done this on this theme uh, and that makes a good cue to to actually talk about the submission for this month yeah it it is uh 
before we do that, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about portraits uh, yeah. because because <laughs> you're the you're the perfect person for me to talk to portraits about because I personally I've never taken a portrait of a person uh, at, at least not that I can think of you know it's like I've taken photos of people but never I've never like sat down and done portraiture photography mm-hmm. and I and I guess that I've done portraiture in a way through toy photography but it's something I never really thought of and I've said before and I think I've written before that when I first got into photography one of the things I didn't want to do was portraits uh, I just didn't feel like I had anything to add I didn't feel like I understood the portraiture uh, genre of photography I guess very well um, as someone who who has done a lot of portraits both with people and with toys when you think of portrait photography what do you think of like what is the definition just a minute I'll, I'll answer that in a minute but why why didn't you feel that you could contribute to this genre why isn't this the thing you really love what what is it about portraits that makes make you feel kind of this isn't my my style I don't want to do that Hmm. why I think when I started um, I didn't have a very good understanding of the technical aspects of photography so I wasn't I didn't really understand lighting very well I didn't understand composition very well Uh, especially if you look at some of my old photos you can tell (laughs) but as I've gotten a better handle and understanding on those things I've appreciated portraiture a lot more I think when I first started out I didn't appreciate the work that goes into it. I just thought, oh, you're just setting a person down and taking a picture of them. Like, I don't want to do that. And I think the vision I had in my head was like those school portraits, you know, where you just stick somebody in front of a background uh, with all these big umbrella lights, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so I think I didn't understand the the nuances and the, the technical difficulty that goes into portraits and, and the different kinds of portraits that you can do. I just... I. I guess I was kind of ignorant about portrait photography, which is my fault. And, and I am happy to say now I, I definitely have a better appreciation for it. And I'm trying to uh, view portraiture in a different light. I don't know what I have told before on this podcast. I probably have said this before, but I'll do it a rerun anyway. Sorry for everybody who have heard this story, me telling it again. Uh, when I started with uh, photography... I was like everybody else. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> much about anything. And um, I started with toys because I w- fell in love with this photographer and his work with toys. And I thought it was an easy way to do photography and to actually tell a story. And the main issue for me was to tell a story. And when people looked at my pictures or my work and they said, oh, you do photos of toys and they smiled and thought it was kind of cute and funny and I never thought it was for real and I never thought I never saw that people actually took it as a serious way of doing photography Mm. so uh, I decided in 2013 or whatever that I was going to become a real photographer (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't just going to do toys because everybody thought that that wasn't that wasn't really photography at least Hmm. this was my perception of this I have had done images of people I had done snapshots of people I did all photography on work when we had this come get-togethers but I usually didn't put people in front of a backdrop and took their pictures but I went on this workshop and I I, it was a workshop in portraiture and I thought I'll do some self-portraits I'll do I'll work with myself as a model Hmm. and uh, then I did two projects around self-portraiture and I do self-portraits still because from my point of view to work with people to work with yourself as a model is maybe the best uh, best model because it's always around it's the most critical one against the image you get on on the screen or in on on the photo and the you can always work with it with yourself and you get bored but but you still can work with this this uh, kind of stubborn model that has to learn <laughs> the, to look at themselves as someone represented on on a on a image Mm -hmm. so my start working with portraiture actually was the idea of me getting uh, viewed as a real photographer (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) about talking about that word again 
and getting people to actually take me seriously, realize that I could do photography, not only do images of toys. But doing the self-portraits, I also realized that I didn't do images of toys. I made images of stories that engaged me or I thought was engaging. It could be being all stressed getting the kids from kindergarten or it could be me longing for my father as a child and all that I use the toys for. And then I just realized I do the same with people. I had when I did all these self-portraits, I kind of get bo- I got bored. I couldn't get any expressions out of myself. So I had to borrow other people to actually look at them. And what I realized, what I love about portraits is the opportunity to actually look at the, another person for how long I want to. I, I don't have to put my eyes in another direction because I have stared at the person too <laughs> long. I can do that forever when I have done their portrait mm. or their photo, even though I don't usually see my images of other people as portraits of them. I usually do concept photography. I put them in a scene or an idea, and I usually don't try to portray them as I see them more in a context where I'm interested in using a other human being to tell a story about what it is to be a human being. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't see my, even though I, maybe people see my images of other people as portraits, I usually don't see them in that context because they are kind of more often part in the bigger work where there is a concept that I work through hmm. and portray different faces or people in that context. Interesting. I, I, I love that. And that's something I didn't really realize about portraiture, I guess, until prepping for this episode and, and you know, just Googling what is portrait photography. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that portraits, in a large sense, are supposed to be reflective of your subject and like show show who they are yeah. or, or you know what I mean yeah and I think that's the hard p- part of portraiture as well because it is so difficult to put your eyes upon another person and try to understand who is this on this image who is this person I don't know her I don't know him I don't know anything about him I only have this image it's really difficult to look at other people because we are trained to look shortly at a person don't stare (laughs) (laughs) but on a portrait you have to stare and we kind of prefer portraiture or pictures of people that we already know that are Mm -hmm. famous that we have known from movies or some other context and we kind of cheat that way many portraits we see are of famous people and that is in one way of making it easier for the viewer to actually kind of try to see who is hiding behind that mask that I see on telly so I'm interested in in forehand but when they look at on a portrait of me no one is interested in me so it's much more difficult to actually (laughs) get people to get involved in an image of a random person they see online that is a portrait so so it's a difficult uh, genre really it is yeah and it's one that like i said I'm, i'm getting more and more appreciation for and one that i'm noticing more especially just one of the distinctions too is that portraits are usually taken in portrait orientation yeah (laughs) yeah. <laughs> which is something I, I never really liked in my for my own work uh, until probably this year. I always took my photos in landscape, and I think that's probably because of my history with video and just my love of movies. And, and when I visualized scenes, I just always pictured them in landscape. But for whatever reason, maybe it was because of viewing your work more and more or being more aware of different kinds of photography I've been doing portrait orientation a lot more this year and, and have really really liked playing around with that kind of framing device instead of the landscape little things like that too like the little quirks about portraiture in general I'm, I'm kind of picking up and using in my own work now as well because when I do portraits of people I have a, a hard time doing them in landscape 
effect when mm-hmm. I do portraits or when I do toy photography, I usually do landscape. And I think that the context where where I have seen images of people is in portrait mode and I have used them, on, I've seen them on walls. And in that context, I have seen all these imageries or um, paintings. I love portraits. I love, I really love portraits. I love staring at people that I don't know and imagining their <laughs> stories. I really love that. But toy photography, I have met through the web and through landscape orientation. So for me, that is kind of part of the young rib, but it shouldn't be. I have just put myself in that mode. So for me, mm-hmm. mostly of my, my toy photography is uh, is in in landscape actually but we have talked about that before i know that yeah yeah probably too when we were doing our landscape episode so yeah so i'm glad that we've we've been kind of touching on these um these more traditional photography genre themes i think have been really fun to play around with too yeah it's fun and it's difficult to use i think it's really i thought this was really super hard <laughs> um, <laughs> and I wouldn't say that I really did a portrait, but but that's <laughs> that we can talk about that in a minute mo- moment. <laughs> yeah, that's up for interpretation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I think it's really hard because portrait don't have to be of a face. It doesn't have to be of a person. It can be of a thing. It can be of a toy, and maybe um, product photography is more of portraits photography of a of a product. So, so looking upon it that way, I think it's hard to put yourself in the shadows to actually put the other person or the object in, in the forum. For me, <laughs> even photography is so much about my own emotions <laughs> and my own mm-hmm. and my own <laughs> investigation around being in this context right now trying to understand why and how I should live my life. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that you're always thinking of your work on that deeper level. Uh, Thank you. And and I just, yeah, and I just love that you, when you're taking photos of other people, you're inserting yourself into into them and and (laughs) using them basically to to tell your own story. I think that's amazing. And you you can see it. If you look at my work of people, you can see that at the first glance, it looks like, this other person but when you see that person with other portraits taking in the same series you see they all look the same (laughs) (laughs) it must be something else (laughs) and that's me (laughs) nice where can people find your your portrait work do you have it up like up on Flickr or mostly i am i'm i don't post that much but but i have this instagram feed where i put most portrait work it's called seadome.se it's swedish do you see me dot se i can put it on the blog hmm. so people can find it and look at it yeah yeah that would be awesome i i, I would love to see, i think i've seen that before but I, I would love the link so i can check it out and then yeah i'll we'll post it on the blog so that people can see <laughs> Because it's it's really amazing work. I, I like it a lot. So. Thank you. Not nothing. No, no enough of that. Now we're going to right. do for the submission. <laughs> now I've talked a lot about portraits. <laughs> I think this was our most submitted theme so far yeah. from the community. So thank you everybody for participating and sending in your shots. It was really cool to see everybody's different portrait interpretations and so amazing images that uh, came through the community. I'm really impressed and yeah. so spot on on portrait uh, really seeing these different uh, varieties of portraiture i really love it yeah let's talk about some of these uh, listener submissions the first one that you and i brought up off air is from our friend demarcation media <laughs> yeah we couldn't resist <laughs> right exactly we just had to talk about this one because it's another uh miles morales spider-man portrait Th- this is one of these um painting the way spider-man oh it isn't spider-man <laughs> i see that I now mean, Spider-Man is there. Yeah. <laughs> no i think it's isn't it he's black shouldn't he be venom then <laughs> or am, um, I, a... <laughs> am i wrong <laughs> <laughs> You're right that the Venom is black, but um, this is a, a different person who is also Spider-Man. So there are there are like multiple versions of Spider-Man in the comics, and and this Miles Morales is like a successor, I guess, to Peter Parker okay, as Spider-Man. I didn't so. know. <laughs> you see, you can be this. 
anyway it's 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 in the same um we have talked about these images before where he where spider-man is painting uh the subject in front of the viewer and in this mm-hmm. image uh, we have this huge brush and this small canvas and in front of it stands a, a, a black spider-man and on the canvas or and in the the model is is uh, what what is his his name it's uh, iron man iron Tony man Stark. yeah he's the one yeah. with the heart with the blue heart and the fun thing is in this iron man costume you can see the reflection of the spider-man and he has on the on the canvas he's painted a portrait not of iron man but of spider-man and i think it's so fun (laughs) this is actually a really good representation of my own work (laughs) yeah i was just thinking that yeah (laughs) this is what i do when i do portraits <laughs> I pretend to to do the portrait of the person in front of the camera, and instead I'm doing this self portrait of myself. I really love it, and uh, it makes me think of this Swedish photographer who says every image is a self portrait. Every image is a portrait of me, mm. and this is actually really true. And I think it's so fun because he has really took this. Um, part of the iron man he's really took that part of the the breast shield where the the spider figure is reflected Mm -hmm. well done i love it it's been in landscape orientation and you really get the the image of the three or four persons of four figures in the image it's well done really well done and it's fun yeah yeah i loved it like you said the reflection is done so well on the iron man suit which i thought was really smart and that the canvas is not painting iron man at all it is totally focusing on that spider-man reflection which as you said is is exactly what you were just talking about and seeing yourself reflected in your portraits i just i love this interpretation i think it's perfect for this theme and just a all-around great photograph uh, composition wise lighting wise everything so so great job demarcation media thank you so much for sending this in and this has been such a fun series to follow throughout the podcasts and for people that may have missed it he actually um did a series of miles portraits for the blog as one of our uh, six image narrative posts not too long ago so if you go to the blog and check those out you should find a bunch of miles pictures in there too so so great job on that one really thank you um the next one i wanted to bring up was from uh lens caps and it's called lone survivor and it's a really great image of a um imperial trooper on what looks like the death star it's in landscape orientation it's funny most of these are in landscape yeah after i said that thing about being in portrait mode um so this one's in landscape and it's it's like one little lone imperial trooper and around him are the kind of faded images of other troopers, uh, stormtroopers, imperial troopers, men, women, just a bunch of different people, uh, all Lego figures, I should say. And, and I thought this was a great portrait as well, um, that we see our main subject here is totally alone, but surrounded by the ghosts or the memories of his of his coworkers or, or fellow troopers or whatever the case might be. I just, I thought this was a really great, great image. What do you think, Christina? I agree. It's kind of like a, from a movie where you see all these people that used to be part of the crew and they are fading out. I really like it. And I like the way you have done, he has done this um, uh, double exposure. I think at least he has done that with the the Death Stars. It makes me makes me feel like I'm on the Death Stars with these stripes on the sides, mm-hmm. going through the figures, making them even more ghost-like. Yeah, it kind of makes the um, the Death Star itself ghost-like too, because as we know, the Death Star blows up. Uh, yeah. So it so it makes it kind of like the the setting that he's in is also fading away so maybe his the foundation or his his life itself is kind of fading as well which i think is is a really deep thing to think about as well so i i, I like that detail yeah it, it gets it gives the gives the image a, a real feeling of being left alone or left behind uh, in this uh, sense of or in this group of people that you used to belong to and the tone in the image is also so bleak and kind of not dark mm-hmm. not dark but kind of gray so you really feel like you are in that ghost world it's really star wars acting like that one in the is it in the sixth image 
you know, with a with a small teddy bears, whether where where Luke is sitting by the fire and by him is Obi Wan Kenobi and mm, Darth mm-hmm. Vader. But it's almost that setting in this image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. In a Return of the Jedi, when Luke kind of looks at the ghosts, Force ghosts of of his father and Yoda and Obi Wan, and I, I I was thinking the same thing that these people kind of live on through the force or through this guy's memory and um in that same kind of visual way so i thought i thought that was a really good touch yeah and then uh, the last batch that because i I wish we could talk about all these because we just got so many good ones um but the last ones i wanted to talk about were from our friend jan and lee uh spidey goes huga submitted a bunch of portraits he did a really cool mini series of portraits centered around thor ragnarok characters setting them against uh gladiator hulk which i thought was really cool he did a bunch of different action figures and and played around with traditional portrait lighting and framing and and i i just loved the whole series Uh, i think my favorite one is this image of the hulk have you seen this one yeah, I have. It isn't my favorite, though. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. I, I, I'm interested to hear what yours, your favorite is. Um, I just, I loved, this is exactly what I think of when I think of portrait photography, is a single subject in portrait orientation with this kind of darker, high contrast lighting, like against a, a simple color backdrop. I love that the backdrop is kind of greenish yeah. to match the whole you know, skin tone. And I just, this is exactly what I picture when I think of portrait photography so i i just loved this one which one was your favorite i i have to agree i i have to agree with everything you said because it, this is really portraits in the portrait sense where you really mm-hmm. put the subject in front of the camera and try to portray who is this person who is this character my favorite is the one of uh, Odin's destroyer i love that the one with mm. the red reddish light with the the golden bronze figure i love the setting i love that it is low key that you can see all the details but you actually have to give the image time to find all the the details to see the figure to actually see all the muscles and the the movement almost in the figure i really think this is so well done and it's really well lit uh, this mm-hmm. image yeah and i love the super shallow depth of field and the posing of the figure too that the figure's kind of standing to his with his back towards yeah. us i love that too and yeah and kind of like looking over his shoulder it just makes him look really intimidating and and scary especially with that red lighting and and the shallow depth of field like all we see are the muscles on his back you know it just looks really really intimidating so this this was a great one too yeah and the um, next and- moment he's going to look over the shoulder and look at us and kill us with a with his eyes i really love it it's so well done mm-hmm. i get f- almost uh, afraid yeah absolutely i would agree i i loved like i said the whole series that janin did i'll include all of them on the blog post i i almost wanted to get him on the podcast i'll, I'll definitely include them so people can check them out because there are th- some really really great portrait images and like i said exactly the kinds of things i think of when i'm interpret portraiture i guess there is another one i really want to bring up to the table just to talk about the difficulties with uh, portrait photography not that Mm. this is a a bad image or that it has any problems but it kind of shows one of the problems with doing portrait photography is it's lg toy photography he has done this image called family portrait Mm -hmm. and he has these five uh, figures in this portrait and they all are kind of focused on the camera looking at me as uh, uh, in this setting it's really nice it's really sweet i feel like i'm coming home to this home and they are in this bunk bed and uh, there is this cat and this batman and this spaceman and the working man and the hippie ghost but the difficulty with a portrait with five person and all of them looking at me is i don't know where to start who hmm. um, who is the main character in this image and doing portraits with several figures like this it's always difficult to to know how to make the composition work and how to get the viewer to look at the image and actually get the story and he does this really well by putting them in this ordinary context i really can feel that this is an ordinary family kind of getting together <laughs> 
doing silly stuff and suddenly the father decides that we ought to do this portrait I feel right. <laughs> I really recognize my own family dinners when my father always said, "Oh, now we have to do the family portraits," and he put the <laughs> camera and went to, to put uh, push on the bottom and get it uh, to do the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> the timer, yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah. run back, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just that situation, but <laughs> it's also difficult to get a lot of people kind of correspondent in talking to the viewer. So, so it, uh, I love it. I think it's so fun. But he he shows also one of the most difficult ones to do, to get several people to work together in a portrait. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I didn't really think of, even earlier when we were talking about doing portraits and portraits of people. I didn't really think of family portraits. I don't know if my family just didn't do enough of them, or <laughs> I just, I think of, uh, you know, like single person, single subject portraiture instead, but family portraits are definitely something that, like you said, is a, a very um, big staple of portrait photography and a tricky one to, to get right and to tend to do really well. And I think uh, Luke does a good job here of, of blending all of the different personalities and people. He makes it fun. And he makes mm -hmm. me recognize my own family portraits of the, all these characters, trying to get them to actually do the the portraits and actually focus on it instead of yeah. And everybody asleep. smile at the same time <laughs> yeah. and have your eyes open yeah. and yeah. hey, you in the back, stop making a funny face. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you everybody for submitting your portraits. As I said, I wish we could talk about all of them because we got some amazing submissions and I think this was the most participated theme so far. So thank you everybody for, for doing this with us. I'll include all of the photos on the blog so that we can continue to the discussion there. Yeah, thank you. We really love it when you take part in these themes and do your mm -hmm. own versions of them. It's so fun to see because I could never do portraits like those of the Hulk or the family portrait. It, it wouldn't even come in my, my world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that you want to go first. Yeah, so. I, I, I always do that. And you are so polite. You're such a gentleman <laughs> letting me do that all the time, going first. <laughs> I have to start by saying I really love your your work. I oh, really love the way you have done this image. I love the, well, the way it feels. It, it looks like something that <laughs> I wish I ever thought I had thought about <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and looking at it um I kind of see a, a theme that come uh, that comes back through your images of this hmm. photographer taking pictures of the photographer <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> uh, and I like it I want to see more of that let me start by by telling everybody what I see even before they have seen it or maybe they have uh, it's a portrait orientated image and it's in there's no colors there's only black and white and gray tone and it's really well done in black and white you have all the grays you have all the blacks and you have all the I never do my black and white this way <laughs> I'm not this technical <laughs> the skilled I usually go for black and white <laughs> nothing hmm. in between and you have done that so well oh, um, thank you. yeah and um, the image is also well really well composed in the front of the image is uh, what we see as a camera or it's a it's a lego build and it looks like a big image camera like a full frame camera really like this old full frame camera where you have to pull the i don't know what you call it the plate the plate out mm. of mm -hmm. the the camera and the exposure the the pictures actually comes to that and you have to have the the viewer open for minutes to actually get the the motive to to get exposed on that plate everybody who do photography loves these big cameras because they are so beautiful 
and mm -hmm. in your picture it's also that beautiful and on the side on the right side there is a, a lighting a really big one like they had in, in the beginning that you had to put on on fire to actually get the light and behind the camera is this uh, man a figure he's uh, had this mustache and uh, he has one hand on the side and the other seem to be behind the camera and he has closed one eye and is looking with the other one and on his uh, head he has this cap or a hat and he looks like this photographer working with this camera but the image isn't perfect you have also this uh, layer of uh, scratches of uh, dust like it has it's an old image I look at up on so it looks like a really old image of a photographer and his full-frame camera and on the theme portrait I thought this is what a portrait also can be this is a portrait of the camera of the full-frame camera because when you look up on the image you have actually helped the viewer to make the camera the main subject because it's in full focus and I can see all the details and the photographer in the background he's kind of softer even though I see him as well so it becomes a portrait of the camera and the photographer working together doing their work together but it also puts some I don't see who or what they are taking a picture of I love that because <laughs> even you could have put the camera a bit more to the right and it would have pointed straight at me and I would have been the person that they made the portrait of that would have been fun but you haven't done that but you have, you have put it a bit slight to the left so it actually points towards where I can't see I can't see who is going to be portrayed in this image and I love that because then I can fill that with my own imagination I see these all old images of women children families standing really stiff and with the grim faces looking towards the camera because they have to be really still for a long time for the photo to be done and I really love that because that opens up the image and make the story correspond with me as a viewer I have to fill out the blanks that you don't give me it's so well done. Thank you. And that's that's what I was going for with that. So I'm glad that that worked. Because <laughs> looking at the image, since I have taken it, I've been debating with myself whether I should have had the camera facing facing forward so that it is looking directly at my camera when I took the shot. And that's how I set it up originally. And as I was taking it, I just, I didn't like it for that reason, that it so narrows the scope of the, the photograph and makes you as the viewer, the main subject. And I didn't really want that to be the case, especially because we had just done reflections not too long ago. So I really wanted to to open up the story a little bit more and have the portrait or the camera facing away from the, the actual lens so that we could see, so that we could interpret however we wanted and, and picture those, those old timey people sitting super, super yeah. still and, and getting their portraits taken. So so I'm glad that that, that worked and, and comes through because I, I really debated with myself what to have the focus of there so i love the camera i love the camera model it's so beautiful i wish i could take credit for it it's it's a pre-built lego set from the assembly square lego modular building um, one of the little rooms that they have in that modular building is a photo studio and it has this old-timey camera in there um, which I've always just, like you said, as a photographer, I just, I love these old cameras. They, they, they look really beautiful and it's just fascinating to see what cameras used to have to be in yeah. order to capture photos. And, and so I've always loved the little build of this camera and I've, I don't think I've ever photographed it. So once we talked about portraits, um, as our theme this time is like, I've got to take a picture with that, yeah. with that old timey camera. So, um, yeah, like I said, I wish I could take credit for it. It's a, it's a really great build and really fun to photograph, actually. I love the tones. I love the black and white, the way you have done it, black and white and how all the gray 
layers really work together so <laughs> ha- so perfect and so in harmony I really love it thank you I'm really happy with it I'm really proud of this image I uh, when I set out to do it I really wanted to capture like you said kind of a, a portrait of the camera and the cameraman himself and it's a portrait of a portrait tour I guess or a portrait taker you know I I like those layers and when I think of portraits you know I mentioned earlier that I think of like school portraits and stuff like that but one one of the things I think of too is is how portraits used to be and back in you know the early what was it 17th 18th century um when when cameras started becoming more readily available and people would go get their portraits taken and how you did have to sit still for a long time in front of this camera because the camera had to be open for minutes and minutes at a time and I've, i've just always been fascinated by that process and the and the photos that were taken in that time and looking at old photos which is why I kind of added the grime and and scratches and stuff to this it was really I had to kind of stop myself from going too far with that (laughs) because you know I just shot it normally and then added some of those things later in Photoshop and I tried to get the lighting as much in camera as I could with the kind of muted tones and the grays and have how have you lit it how where were we so I used um I used my light box so I have I have a little light box and then I just put this is like a I actually shot it in color this is like a brown piece of paper just kind of draped so that um it's seamless yeah so I just have a brown piece of paper and then the minifig in the camera here and I I used like one big one of my big umbrella lights to just kind of give most of the lighting. And then I actually took one loom cube and just kind of held it over the camera by hand. And I have a, sh- I have a shutter button. So I'm holding my shutter button in my left hand and the loom cube in my right hand. And I'm kind of holding it over the camera and pointing it at the camera lens and actually pointing it right in my face <laughs> and kind of <laughs> blinding myself as I'm taking this photo. But that way, I, I and I kind of put, pointed it right at the camera lens just above where the lens is so that I could kind of get some some like splash light yeah. in there and yeah. and it and it kind of just added a little bit of grain and everything to the image because there's it was like capturing too much light I guess just finding that sweet spot where the light was pointed kind of at the lens added a little bit of lens flare into my shot and and a little bit of grain and, and made the whole thing kind of look a little washed out um, as far as like the lighting goes, so that that was really fun to play with. I, I wish I could explain it better. I hope I hope people understand <laughs> what I'm saying. I really love it. I think it's so well done. Thank I, you. I love Thank the you. way you do these. <laughs> 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 I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> See, and I always think that when I look at yours, I think, oh, I wish I could take something like this. So I think that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, you always want to. The grass is always greener on the other side, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of your image, let's talk about it. Because um, (laughs) as always, I I loved getting it this morning in my email. Uh, It was the first thing I saw. I woke up. My alarm went off. I I opened my email first thing when I was still laying in bed and I saw it and I was like oh yep there there it is another beautiful <laughs> Christina image yeah a typical Christina image <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was curious what you would do because you know I've seen your other portrait work and I was curious exactly what you would do and this is not what I expected so uh, I'm excited to talk to you about it and kind of hear your interpretation I kind of cheated <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's okay. Once you know the rules, you can break them, right? Yeah, but I, I don't think I did a bullshit. I think I did something else. But <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so what I see is a, a landscape-oriented image. So I think it's funny that I, I said all that about being in portrait mode and then you shot in landscape. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's funny. Um, so it's landscape-oriented. It's a image of two Lego figures. I love... The, the white background is just it just looks like a flat white all the way across and I I've always struggled with getting that done well in my photography so you've done a beautiful job here of just all that white negative space behind these figures uh, and especially the figures themselves are wearing white clothing and yet they stand they stay apart from the background they don't blend too far into the background so I, I just love how you did that so it's it's these two lego figures based on history i'm guessing that they were like han and leia <laughs> but you can't really tell that anymore you're not supposed to know <laughs> <laughs> right 
right. So, so you can base that on my, that. on my on my history. Yes, <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> right. But it doesn't really so, matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I love. So we have uh, the one figure is kind of is standing on the right hand side and kind of leaning back, and his and his or her arms are out, and um, they're holding the other figure up. The other figure's legs are kind of swinging, and they've got their arms around, so you can tell that they're it's like a loving embrace or something where they're picking the other person up, and the other person's got their arms around them, and their legs are out, and I, and I love that. And what the best detail here, though, is that the you can't tell who these figures are because their faces are covered by these like white veils almost. And I'm curious what you use because it's it's almost like Kleenex or or some kind <laughs> of cheesecloth or something. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> It's it's really really cool and really haunting actually. It's it's kind of creepy just that you can't see their faces. All you see is this this white mesh over their heads and and kind of it goes on their bodies as well. So they're wearing these these sheets almost or these veils that are covering all of the details in their faces and their hair and on their bodies. You can't tell any details about them, which I think is really interesting. The first thing I think is like, oh, are these like wedding veils or something? because of how like romantic the image looks and, and the beautiful white lighting, but then it also looks like maybe they're ghosts because of how they're almost wearing white sheets over their heads. It also kind of has like a, a death theme for me with just the, the covered faces and the just the, the veils over their heads are just that just give me kind of a creepy vibe. So I love that depending on how, how long I look at this image, I go through the motions of, oh, this is really beautiful. Oh, this is really haunting. Oh, this is that makes it real more beautiful. <laughs> so it's just it has all of those layers there. So I, I love it. I think it's it's a really great job. And I think it's a portrait. I know that <laughs> I, I know that you you think you've broken the rules here, but I, I love that it leaves some mystery to the subjects but also allows me to insert myself into the story and then also then insert you as the photographer into the story because now like I said I'm thinking of the context of your other work and and usually what you're going for or what some of our past themes have told me about your work so I'm inserting all of those things into this photograph which I think is really important for portraits uh, that it's not just a simple image of of a figure but it's it has all of those deeper layers as well. So I'm I'm really interested to hear what you were actually going for here because I'm you know, I'm I'm bouncing back and forth between all of these different things in my head. Oh you 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 said it so well because I'll 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 start by telling how I actually come to the idea. Because yeah, when yeah. we talked about portraits, one of the things I really think is so boring, even though I love looking at pe- people's faces, I really love looking at people's faces. And I can do that for hours. And I love to sit in the commuter train and look at people through the windows and just staring at them, thinking they don't know that I'm staring at them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so one of the things I really think is difficult with uh, portraits is that we seem to be so focused on the face. And I love faces. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh, when we decided on this theme, I decided upon from start that I wouldn't do a, a image of a face. And then knowing that most of my toy photography is of uh, toys not facing the, the viewer, mm-hmm. I thought that had already done that. (laughs) I've already done that so many times and everybody has seen that so I don't have to do that again and kind of trying to actually try to do something new, (laughs) something different (laughs) even though it's always the same. Then I realized I have tried to do this um, paraphrase of uh, I don't know who, if you know who Magritte is. He's uh, a famous surrealistic painter from Belgium. And he has mm. this uh, painting that he has called The Lovers. On that image, there's uh, two persons. You don't know if it's a man and a woman, but you kind of think it's a man and a woman. And they have whales over their heads and they kind of kisses or they are kind of hugging one another. And I really love that image. And uh, my one of my sons had the, chosen Magritte for his art studies. So we kind of read up on, on Magritte. And I once again fell in love with this image. And I thought, oh, I'll do a, a paraphrase of that. Hmm. So um, 
I went out to do that paraphrase and I realized I couldn't do any paraphrase with these toys. I couldn't get the whales to just go over the head. I had to kind of cover all of the the figure and I couldn't get them to be close enough if I just put them next to one another because I couldn't get them both in focus. I decided to let one of the figures lift the other one up and, and it ended up with this image anyway hmm. so it is a portrait in one context it's it's some sort of i want to portray a feeling a feeling of love connection of being together and forever kind of all in life and after life i want to portray uh, the feeling that i get from a grit's work uh, the feeling of is it are they alive or not or Mm-hmm. I, and he has that because he lost his mother uh, in when he was around 14. He found her, she drowned herself. So he actually oh, wow. s- saw that. And when he weighed, put whales on his uh, models, it kind of uh, corresponds to that story of finding his mother by the riverbank with this whale over her head dead. So, so it, it kind of, I wanted to actually build in that in the image and I wanted that uh, feeling that I really love with this the, my own work with Leia and Han of love and connection and I had this beautiful winter sun because when the sun is up in Sweden in November it's the best light you can get <laughs> all year <laughs> so I was kind of when the sun came up and I was still home and I could go out and do that and I I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of satisfied with the result even though I'm not really satisfied with the way the Kleenex works around the figures I want to do it in another way but you don't know that <laughs> I'm the only one knowing <laughs> that so it it worked <laughs> I'm looking at the the pick portrait of the lovers which is amazing. I'll include yeah. it in the blog post. And, and I know what you mean with the, the veils and how that's not quite the same thing, but I think it, the idea comes through perfect. Like this is exactly what I was picturing in my head with the Kleenex, even if it didn't come out exactly as you had planned. So I, I, I think it still worked. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. But, but, and you can't do, you can't do the draping on these small figures. You have to have some other sort of draping. You have to do more research to find the perfect draping if you want to do it an actual paraphrase and you have to find a way to get the figures more closely together but then I realized I will never do a paraphrase in that context James would do that I can't do that (laughs) I'll do it in my way and I'll try it to (laughs) squeeze it in (laughs) against Magritte (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that you you took his idea and then went your own way with it I think that's that's amazing and and part of what we're doing here right is is taking the theme and, and interpreting it in our own way and inserting ourselves into the images and I think you've done a beautiful job with that here so really really amazing job thank you thank you so nice <laughs> so sweet <laughs> you always say that you always say it's a so sweet world here my work thank you <laughs> well your work is always so good and it, and it inspires me all the time so um, uh, ditto I have that feel the same way I wish I could do these amazing because one one idea that I had for this theme was to do a studio work with this Rembrandt lighting on the side of the figure and I really thought <laughs> I would do that but then I realized I will never get the light to work that well so <laughs> <laughs> I put it aside <laughs> I went for something that I know that I actually can do <laughs> I understand that. What what might be fun for a future podcast is for each of us to shoot in the other person's yeah. style and yeah. try to try to do a, a picture that the other person would take. Yeah. I think that would we be would, really fun. Yeah, actually. we ought to do that. <laughs> we have yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do that for next time. That would be fun. So yeah, we yeah we ought to wrap this up because we, we have yes. talked longer <laughs> than we ever have done before. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember back when we started these, the episodes were like 25, 30 minutes or something, <laughs> no. and now here we are over an hour. So um, thank you to everybody who stuck around with us this long and, and listened to us talk. Uh, this has been really, really fun. I, I always love doing these episodes, and this is actually the, you know, like I said, the last theme episode of the year. So thank you, everybody who's been following along. We're going to continue doing these podcasts together into the new year. 
Uh, we're not going to do a theme for January because Christina and I instead are going to record a kind of 2018 recap podcast. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to talk about there, but I'm, going I'm, to I'm be excited the, to do it. I'm going to be the host and you're going to be yes. my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time, I'm going to host the podcast for Toy Photographers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm... I'm really excited. <laughs> So that'll be fun. That'll be our first episode of the new year, probably. We're going to, um, this will come out when? On the Monday the 3rd. And then we'll have a cu- two more interview podcasts. And then we're going to take a couple weeks off around the holidays and around the new year. So we'll we'll have a couple weeks off for the podcast then. And then Christine and I will be back in the new year with our recap podcast. And then uh, we'll go from there. So thank you to everybody who's stuck around with us all year long. This has been a really fun experiment. And I'm excited to continue doing these in uh, 2019. Yeah. Thank you, James. It has been amazing and it's so fun it's really really fun thank you for doing this with me yeah absolutely thank you for suggesting it and this has been uh, quite the journey so far this year so and like i said we'll have a couple more interviews uh, in the next couple weeks and then uh, we'll see you guys next time yeah Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore toy photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.